0: Case Files, Case
1: 368, The Mermaid's Comb. Lightfin stared at the TV screen, scarcely able to believe what he was seeing. The flashing lights of the electric eels, the police sharks swimming towards his office as quick as they could. Lightfin, we need to go. But, but, this must be a mistake.
2: Now! They won't want to hear your story. They'll be out for blood.
1: Before Lightfin could answer, Dwight swam out of the doorway to the small office. Lightfin followed, and soon the two sharks were swimming away as fast as they could. Luckily, the Finn brothers were Mako sharks, the fastest sharks in the whole ocean, capable of a top speed of 40 kilometers per hour.
0: Ocean News Network Live. We have an incoming live feed from our octopi camp which is tracking two Mako sharks travelling down the Gulf Stream current at high speed. I should remind viewers that the Gulf Stream current is the strongest current in the ocean, and these sharks are being extremely reckless. They now appear to be trailing a white sperm whale. Rest assured they have dispatched a large number of shark police department officers, and they are in hot pursuit now.
1: Just as they rounded a bend in the gulf stream, Dwight edged closer to Lightfin. Quick!
3: At the next bend! After we pass those sea turtles up ahead, you get off this current! I'll stay in and make sure the police follow me. Once I lose them, I'll see what else I can find out about the case. If I have something, I will come and find you.
1: But! Before Lightfin could say another word, the current took them whooshing around the bend. They shot past a group of elderly sea turtles that were out on a leisurely swim. The sea turtles blocked the trailing shark's police's view of them for just a moment. Suddenly, Dwight bumped Lightfin and he was sent spinning out of the current. When Lightfin finally came to a halt in a quiet section of the ocean, his head was still going at a hundred miles an hour. What? Where am I? I don't believe
2: this. Everyone out there thinks that I did it, that I stole that
1: treasure. All my good deeds, all the cases I have solved, they didn't mean a thing. As Lightfin floated, he didn't notice the large number of shipwrecks which lay around on this part of the ocean floor.
2: Once a shark, always a shark. I guess that's what most of them will think. Well, fine. If that's the way they want it, that's the way it will be from now on. I'm just looking after myself, just me. That's right. Forget about everyone else. Huh? What's that sound? Where have I ended up? Look at all those shipwrecks.
1: Out of the eerie gloom of the ocean appeared a beautiful mermaid with blue hair, green eyes, and a beautiful purple tail which shimmered in the water. The mermaid had her head down and looked as gloomy as Lightfin felt. She didn't see Lightfin until she almost bumped right into him.
4: Oh, sorry. Watch out. It's
2: okay. Usually, most people tend to notice before they bump into a shark.
4: Oh, say, you don't feel too happy. Anything I can do? I'm Veta. I haven't seen you around here before.
2: Sorry, but... Where are we? I got off at the wrong exit of the Gulf Stream.
4: Lost. Don't worry. That's normal around here. We are in the Bermuda Triangle, my dear. One of the world's great mysteries. Everything that you see here is lost. Boats, ships, and all sorts of other stuff ends up down here. You should be right at home. Hmm.
2: What did you mean earlier when you said that I didn't feel happy? Didn't you mean look happy? (laughs)
4: <laughs> we mermaids are very sensitive to feelings. I can sense your feeling very low.
2: Look, I'm really not interested in sharing my problems with anyone right now, so just stay out of my feelings.
4: Okay, but you do know mermaids have magical powers.
2: <laughs> I would need Poseidon's magical triant to get me out of this
4: mess. <laughs> well, it's probably just as well. Someone stole my magic comb, so I couldn't help you even if I wanted to.
2: Magic comb?
4: Well, it doesn't look like much. It's actually a long, thin shell with beautiful teeth on it and a round end. The comb has so many uses. It's not just to keep my hair super shiny.
1: Vita flicked her hair and it shimmered in the water.
4: When I use it in the ocean, it can play music, create powerful healing potions, allow me to gaze into the future, or it can even find Thieves and Liars.
1: Find thieves
2: and liars?
4: (laughs) Oh yes, it's fantastic!
1: Lightfin suddenly felt like there might be a way to solve all of his problems. And where do you think it could be?
4: Last time I saw it, it was two days ago when I was teaching some mer-children to use their fins and go deeper into the ocean and how to safely navigate the wrecks around here.
2: Children diving underwater. Isn't that kind of dangerous?
4: <laughs> Not at all. We mer people are extremely serious about teaching our mer children how important it is to be responsible for the ocean. Anyway, I know I had my comb with me then. When we left the wrecks a short while later, it was missing. The strange thing I did notice is that some of my hair had been cut clean through, but I didn't feel a thing. Someone must have used a sharp spike, fin, or a blade.
2: Did you see anyone else around in the area where you were diving?
4: Well, that scoundrel Hermes has been around this part of the ocean. I think he has a holiday home in Florida and another in Puerto Rico, which form two points of the triangle.
2: Hermes! Oh no! I thought after his last run-in with Poseidon that he would be far away from here by now.
4: Oh, you know him? Well, then there's Melissa, another mermaid who often helps me out. She's always borrowing my stuff. It's so painful, you know. If she wasn't my sister, I would rip her head off. (laughs) Only joking.
1: Upon seeing Veta's wicked grin, Lightfin thought that this was starting to sound like a lot of trouble. For a moment, he wondered if it wouldn't be better to just head south for the Antarctic. Apparently the weather there wasn't terrible. Horrible, yes, but not terrible.
4: And then there was a strange lionfish swimming. Bright orange and black this one was. They're so slow-moving and obvious with their bright colors. Lots of fins, but I didn't really pay her much attention at the time.
2: Okay, I will help you find your comb, but if I do find it, I am going to need you to do me a favor.
4: Oh, well, of course. If you can find my comb, I would be ever so grateful.
1: Lightfin swam off in the direction which Weta had pointed him. He still wasn't feeling the happiest about helping someone out, given how none of the people he had helped out in the past seemed to be helping him now. But he knew that Weta's comb could be his only hope of figuring out who had stolen the treasure of the Esperanza. Where would I
2: hide if I was the God of Thieves? Hmm. Oh, wait a minute. That great big wooden galley back there, that looks like the Argo. Why would that be here, the middle of the Bermuda Triangle?
1: Lightfin swam into the captain's cabin of the galley, only to find it was covered in gold and jewels, and sitting in the middle of it all was Hermes. Lightfin! (laughs) Ha ha! I saw the news. Someone has been a
3: bad shark. Hermes, I suppose it would be a waste of my breath to tell you I didn't do it. Come on. My brother is going to be so upset when he finds out his favorite shark is actually a thief. Look, let's just say I did do it. Why would I be here in your, uh, living room? It's as good a place as any to hide out. Here in the Bermuda Triangle, things have been going missing for centuries. Just don't blame me for it. Personally, I think it's because of the hurricanes.
2: Speaking of things that are missing, do you know anything about a missing comb? Comb?
3: (laughs) I have loads. Gold ones, silver ones, ones with real gems, and some with seaweed still attached.
1: Hermes flicked his fingers. And a number of combs appeared and seemed to dance in the sea in front of Lightfin.
2: Actually, it's a shell. It's long, thin, and quite plain.
1: Lightfin was careful not to mention the comb had magical properties. The last thing he needed was Hermes becoming interested in borrowing it.
3: Plain? Uh, please, detective. I thought you understood who I am. I really don't deal
2: in plain things. Do you know anyone else around here that might have your peculiar habit of uh, borrowing things? Well, the
3: people always have their little collections of things. They might seem all sweet and nice, but legends say they used to lure sailors to their doom without a second thought. I wouldn't really trust them, but then they don't trust me. I can't imagine why.
1: Hermes winked and smiled at Lightfin, and suddenly that snake-headed staff was in his hands, reminding Lightfin of their last encounter.
2: Okay, anyone else? I heard
3: there might be a reward for information about you, detective.
2: And I imagine Poseidon might be keen to know that you were hiding out in this part of the sea. Okay, okay, let's call it a truce,
3: for now. Oh, one more thing before you let yourself out. There was a lionfish nosing around here the other day. She might know something about your comb. Those fish can be so disagreeable. All right, don't go anywhere. (laughs) Yes, yes, I know, detective. This isn't the first time. Really, you can be so boring.
1: Lightfin slowly turned around and left the surreal sight of Hermes... Sitting in the captain's chair, surrounded by chests of gold and silver, <laughs> leaving the wreck, Lightfin headed over to the people Village, where he spotted a group of Mer children. He was surprised when the children didn't swim away from him, but rather greeted him with open friendliness. <laughs> The children quickly pointed him in the direction of Melissa. Melissa? Oh, hello.
0: Sorry, what did you say your name was?
1: Lightfin decided to use his first name, just in case anyone had heard the news. Melissa had long pink hair and blue eyes. She was smiling at Lightfin, but at the same time, he felt like she was sensing something in him. Lawrence, my name
2: is Lawrence.
1: Well, you
0: are a mako shark, right? We don't get too many of you down here nowadays.
2: Yes, I am actually helping your sister, Vita, and I was hoping I could ask you some questions.
0: Ah, Vera, my dear sister. What does she think I've done now?
2: She was actually hoping you might be able to help with a problem she has.
1: Lightfin was trying his hardest to avoid irritating Melissa. His gut told him the last thing he wanted to be dealing with was an angry mermaid. She says she
2: was out giving a diving class the other day and that somehow her comb was misplaced. She was wondering if you might have seen it.
0: Oh dear, I once lost my comb many, many years ago. I went ashore and I gave it to someone I loved dearly. Without my comb, I could appear as a human. But then one day, he discovered who I really was. Anyway, he couldn't accept me for who I am, so I left him, and I have never let my comb out of my sight since then."
1: Lightfin felt a wave of emotion come out of the mermaid towards him. While sharks are not very good at comforting other sea creatures, he almost felt compelled to say something, but before he could...
0: Frankly, my dear, I don't give a... Oh, wait, there are kids around. If Veda lost hers, it's her problem.
2: Would you mind showing me your comb?
1: Melissa eyed Lightfin carefully, but then she pulled out a delicately thin seashell with long, brittle teeth on it. It had a beautiful rose-colored pattern on it and seemed to shimmer in the water.
2: Does Veda often accuse you of having taken her things?
0: Of course she does. I mean, it's not true. Well, there was that one time I borrowed a tiara of hers, and then her favorite harpoon, and this other time when I let her favorite dolphin out. But you think she doesn't do the same with my stuff?
2: I would imagine she does.
0: You better believe it. Anyway... I'd look at that filthy thief Hermes if I was missing something. Or there was this lionfish drifting around here the other day. I don't trust their type. Why is that? Lionfish? They're an invasive species and keep pushing other species of fish out of their natural habitat here in the tropics. They are also terrible with the coral.
2: Would you know where I can find a particular lionfish that was around here earlier? Maybe it's the same one. Bright orange and black?
0: That's her. Elwaz. She's really uptight. Worst of the bunch. Always throwing her weight around. All sharp spikes, that one. You can find her over at the coral reefs towards the end of the village.
2: Okay. I'd best get over there, but don't go anywhere. I might need to talk to you later.
1: Lightfin did find two lionfish right where Melissa had said, near the coral reefs just past the end of the village. They were swirling around in the water, in and out of the seaweed, bashing their heads together. The bright orange and black lionfish, with the long spiky fins sticking out at its sides, seemed to have the upper hand in the fight.
2: Could that be Eloise, pushing her spiky forehead against the head of that other lionfish? I better stop this before it gets out of hand. Eloise! Uh,
5: What? Sacre bleu! Can't you see a girl is trying to settle an argument here?
1: Eloise whirled around, the long spiky fins on her side slicing effortlessly through the seaweed. The other lionfish, who looked slightly worse for wear, took this opportunity to turn tail and swim. And don't come back, you lousy
5: fish! Now, what can I do for you? I am helping the mermaids. Bah, the mermaids. Those lily-livered fishermen. What does a predator like you want to do with those soft bellies? Well, they don't seem to be that bad. Anyway, I was asked to
2: look into the matter of a missing comb.
5: Comb? Ha! Well, what would I do with that?
2: That's the part I haven't figured out, but they say it's quite powerful.
5: Powerful? Is that so... I don't know about that. It seems so unlikely that those soft creatures could have anything powerful. Not that it matters where I come from. The toughest fish always take whatever they want. As a shark, you know what I mean, right? Sorry? Of course you do. You are a shark, no? Sharks always take what they want. It's
1: always been that way. Lightfin realized then that he wasn't like other sharks. He hadn't done anything wrong with the treasure of the Esperanza, and he would need to stay true to himself. If he kept helping sea creatures, someday they would help him. Hey, Sharky!
5: Snap out of it!
2: You
1: are right, Eloise. I need to snap
2: out of it, and I think I have solved this mystery. Just wait around here, and I'll be
1: right back. Lightfin sent one of the small mer-children, a young boy called Ezra, off to find Melissa, Veta, and Hermes. Lightfin has solved the mystery. And you? Can you guess who took the mermaid's comb? We will give you 15 seconds to make your best guess. Well, did you figure it out? Wit and Melissa came rushing over to Lightfin, obviously keen to know what happened. It took a while longer for Hermes to appear in a puff of underwater steam, his golden sandals glowing. What did
3: you want, detective? That little merchild was quite insistent that I needed to come right away to see you.
2: Yawn... I believe I have solved the mystery of who stole the mermaid's comb.
3: Oh, is that it? Well, I already said I didn't do it. If you don't mind, then, goodbye. Give my best to Poseidon.
1: (laughs) Hermes gave a dismissive wave of his hand and turned and sped off, his magical sandals carrying him away.
2: Fortunately, I'm sure it wasn't Hermes who stole the comb. It's really not his type of treasure, and he seems completely unaware of its magical properties. Also, aside from being lightning fast, he really doesn't possess any abilities which would allow him to cut it out of your hair, Vita.
0: Okay. What does that mean for the rest of us?
2: Well, Melissa, I'm glad you asked. While I know you and your sister seem to have borrowed a number of items from each other which would ordinarily make you a prime suspect. You have your own comb and therefore have no motive for this crime. You also don't have any means to cut the comb from Vita's hair that I can see. J'accuse Eloise! Pardon my French. I mean, the culprit is you, Eloise! Obviously, at some stage, you saw the mermaid's comb, and you decided you wanted it, and you saw no reason that these soft bellies should have something so precious.
5: That's right, detective. I saw it, and it's mine now. What are you going to do about it?
1: Eloise started swimming around aggressively, her poisonous spiky fins getting dangerously close to Melissa, Weta, and Lightfin. With a flick of her wrist, Melissa's comb emitted a high-pitched whistling sound, which seemed to freeze Eloise exactly where she was in the water.
4: Thank you, sister. I will take my comb back, if you don't mind now, little fish.
1: Weta reached in between the lionfish's spiky fins and found her comb nestled there perfectly blended in the orange colors. She and Melissa hugged, and they both turned to leave, when Lightfin gave a small cough.
4: Oh yes, Lawrence. Don't worry about Eloise. The effect of the spell will wear off in an hour or two. I believe I still owe you a favor something to restore your faith in others maybe how did you i told you before i can feel a lot about you here let me look for what you are seeking
1: weta took her comb and dragged it in a slow circle in front of lightfin again and again on the third pass the water became still like a mirror and lightfin could see the inside of a ship but this time it was a sunken trawler there it is I can see it. Lying on the floor is a
2: large chest with gold coins and jewels. The treasure of the Esperanza. It has to be. I recognize those coins as the same ones that someone put in my desk.
4: Calm down, Detective. This is important. A large shape swam out of the shadow and into view. Lightfin felt like all the air had
1: suddenly left his chest. Captain Raggytooth? It can't
2: be. Why would he frame me?
1: Behind the captain, a second, even larger shape appeared, and a booming, maniacal laugh rang through the water. The Megalodon! The image faded away, and Lightfin was left staring through the water at Weta. After a few moments...
2: How did you know to call me detective, Vita?
4: I could sense who you really were. I could also tell you needed something to prove to yourself that there was still good in this world. Now that you know who has set you up, I recommend you search for others you have helped before who can help you to overturn this wrong. Good luck, detective, and thanks for finding my comb.
1: With that, Weta turned and swam back to the mer-children, awaiting another diving class. <whistles>
4: This episode of Lightfin Case Files was inspired by Veta Wade of Fish and Fins, a local conservation hero. Check out her website at www.aguafishandfins.com. If you enjoyed Lightfin Case Files, please don't hesitate to leave a review or a rating on your podcast app, or check us out on Facebook. The voices in this episode included Scott Allen, Isabel Landovar, Ross Waldowski, Sarah Turner, Mara McBride, David Isquierdo, and Russell Vanderpool. And thanks to the community at hitrecord.org.